Welcome to the F and Alchemy podcast, a safe space for each other and you, our fellow alchemists, created through authentic vulnerability, respect, honesty, and trust. By working through our day-to-day experiences together and being transparent and relatable, we invite you to take comfort in where you currently are in your journey, knowing you are exactly where you're meant to be, you are seen, and you are never alone. Hi, I'm Kate, claircognizant woo goddess of Violet Feather Alchemy, bringing you downloads from the spiritual world. And I'm Amy, audacious empowerment queen of Ethan Creative, daring you to unleash your creatrix. This is the Ethan Alchemy Podcast, where vulnerable synergy begets Ethan magic. Episode 2, Part 1, Authentic by the Light. Embody your light. Welcome back, Alchemists. In this two-part episode, we'll be discussing our fears around truly being seen, how we navigated starting this podcast, and how to reclaim our light by releasing and shedding what no longer serves us. Let's make some magic. I had two conversations this week where it was kind of about that before even this topic even came up, where one person was saying, I have all these ideas and I want to do all these things, but yeah, basically like fear of being seen, right? And putting themselves out there and kind of getting over that hump. And we've talked about that between me and you, right? Like this right. whole exercise is just like fucking ripping off your clothes yeah. and walking around butt ass <laughs> naked with your legs <laughs> spread wide open, right? Yeah. Showing everybody your your butthole. But like yeah. I guess the intention for me around it is twofold. One is to like process through my own mental anguish of life. There's also the aspect of creating community and camaraderie because that's definitely something that I'm missing in my life currently on a peer level Uh huh. where my family doesn't necessarily check that box. Mm-mm. And so for me, it's that sense of connectedness on a level with individuals who are resonating at the same place as I am that aren't a part of my family. And the very last word of like, you're never alone is like, that's how my entire journey of being an entrepreneur has been. It's been very lonely mm-hmm. and it's been very lonely for a very long time. And I'm craving a sense of, again, connectedness, but also kind of forging the path, right? And like being the pirate in a sense of pursuing that aspect of how you can live your life a different way and showing people how I did it, how I am doing it, and how I want to do it going forward, Mm. even though I feel like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But you do because you're just forging it. You're just doing it, right? Like you do know what you're doing because you're doing it right like and that's that's the beauty of what you just said because you're doing it whether you consciously are aware of what you're doing or whether 
you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And but you're still moving forward and you're still doing it because if you if you take a step back and look at where you were even two years ago, you're in a lot different place than you were even two years ago, right? Like mm-hmm. so you're two days do- ago. <laughs> or two days ago. Exactly. And it changes daily. Totally of course. If, of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, those things are important to acknowledge, but that's that's the whole beauty of what you're saying there, right? Like that shows that you have complete validity in what you have to offer because you might be in your head or you, the part of you that's aware is like, I'm so in my head, like I don't know what I'm doing, but you do know what you're doing because we're fucking recording a podcast today, right? Like we had to end up here somehow. And if we were, if we hadn't made any progress from like two years ago or five years ago or seven years ago when we were sitting at that coffee house having coaching sessions, if we hadn't have, if we haven't have grown and if we weren't doing it, we wouldn't be here actually doing it. You know what I mean? And that's the really cool part about what you're about what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think that that's my intention. You're leading you're and it's a beautiful intention. I think we're we're a lot aligned in that regard and I think just by you doing that you're setting an example for other people. And again, I think really what the what the intention for the whole podcast is is relatability and being seen for people, right? We want to be relatable, which I think we are because we're rough around the edges and we have, you know, sometimes a sense of humor of a 15-year-old boy, but we're also grown-ass women that are having a an experience that, you know, is unique is unique. And I think that's all that's really need to said about it. And as we go through our unique experiences and you and I happen to have very parallel paths, I think it's pretty amazing yeah. like how far on a parallel path we've been together. It's allowed that that growth and I think it other people can relate to those things. Like you're willing to put yourself out there and be vulnerable, which is what we're trying to do here, people are going to gravitate to that because I think people are tired of the polished social media influencer bullshit. I think they're tired of that. And when you're rough around the edges and you're sitting in the corner, you know, sometimes laughing at hood, they said farts or whatever. Like, I think that makes you real because deep down inside, we all have those little pieces of us. We all have like a 15-year-old, you know, adolescent in us. We all have the grown-ass grown-up. We all have the scared little child. We all have all of these pieces. And I think <laughs> I think that's allowing that to show and not be a polished Barbie doll or a polished Ken or a polished human on social media is really, really important. And I think that that's the potent part about what we're doing. I mean, you see people out here who have kind of, who are who are far along down that path, like, for instance, Mel Robbins. I think she's a really good one to talk about um, as far as being, having a nice polished appearance, but not over-polished, but still being really um, direct and authentic. Like, she'll go on without any makeup on. She'll, you know, show you her ADHD kitchen, like, can you believe this? I left all the cabinets open or I left my car in my driveway getting out groceries and I completely left all the doors open and forgot. And she's very real about showing that authentic side of who she is. And you know what? She has tons of tons of people that that relate to her by, mm-hmm. you can see through following her, right? Like she, it, it, it's the relatability piece there. I think that that's super important. And 
not that the the goal is to have all of these followers, all these likes. If you can even no, if you can even relate to all. one person out there, and one person can be like, "Oh my God, my story sounds so much like hers," and I actually feel seen. Isn't that what this is all about? Even just to be able to affect and connect with one other human, like just one. And if there's more, that's great. But I think we're put here to to be a light for others and. If we're not being a light to others, what are we doing? Yeah. We're not living our purpose. So. And that's what happened about two days ago was realizing that. One, finally understanding, like, what that light aspect really means. Seeing others in that same light. And... Being in a place finally where it's feels safe to be at that full turned up volume. Oh, I like that. I like that you refer to it as volume. Because Yeah. For many reasons, right? Like the vibrational thing and all that. But also coming into your own and finally being comfortable in your skin and comfortable with what's inside and accepting things but choosing to see things in that light and again like I said and seeing others and realizing that there's no reason to dim it any longer right it's almost a permission to fuck you yeah totally you can fully come into appreciating that only when you've come to appreciate your light and the need not to dim yourself. Yeah. And that's not to say to be ugly or nasty to others or, you know, wish ill on other people. That's not what Mm -mm. I'm seeing here. The, the point is more to stand in your own. And if others don't like it too bad. Yeah. Because I'm going to be here and I'm going to take up space and that's okay. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to shine brightly or as you so beautifully referenced, Live with my volume all the way up. I love mm-hmm. that. Live with your volume up. That's so good. Yeah. Like that was a really beautiful way to put that. And I really, I really appreciate when you, when you come back with these things that are so amazing like that. That's so cool. Um, yeah. That's a big moment. I yeah. love that. I love that that has opened up for you this week. And I've, I've actually had a similar experience where <laughs> that's happened shocking. for me in the last week too. I know. <laughs> shocking. We always go through these things that's, together. That's so weird. It's how so, that yeah, imagine, for you too. Imagine that. Interesting. Imagine that. Yeah. So in the last week for me, I've had, I've had a lot of things come to light with a lot of beautiful facilitators around me that came completely out of the blue. Like people have crossed my path in the last week that have brought me beautiful messages um, from, you know, higher realms and other places. And it's allowed me to tap into myself and really come to that acceptance of, you know what? It doesn't matter what somebody else thinks about me or my decisions or how I'm choosing to live my life or whatever else they don't agree with because I matter and you can go fuck right on off. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Like, no, I matter. And I'm going to shine and do what I know is right for me. And I don't care what you think is right for me. I'm going to do what I know 100% is right for me. 
So I love that we're stepping into that together as we as we come onto this venture together to be able to share it with other people and hopefully somebody out there will listen and relate and be like, wow, that's happened for me too. Now I feel seen. Oh, wow. Somebody else is having the same experience. Somebody else is willing to share the rough edges. Somebody else is willing to put themselves out there unpolished. Maybe I can put myself unpolished out there as well. Like it's an, it's an inspiration and light thing, right? Yeah. Well, as you said, I mean, you're put here to kind of be a light for others and I, I didn't want to, I guess I knew that and I, I knew at some point it was going to, you know, come to pass. And I always thought that, you know, helping others and just in my past career and stuff was like working with nonprofits and always kind of helping the underdog, you know, rise above and all these things. And so I was like, I'm helping people, you know. And it felt good, I guess, but it didn't really – all things serve a purpose, right? Sure. Like it was kind of the the baby steps of it. But now it's at a place where I've done all those things. It's given me all these tools and experiences and richness and, you know, perspective about many different situations or how things can come up or how to deal with it and whatnot. And now it's kind of taking it all – in the big box and, you know, unwrapping the present and just kind of pulling out the little, you know, stocking stuffers one at a time and being like, okay, here's how you can do this. You know, someone comes to me or whatever. And I've had that pop up a lot in the past even six months where people have come to me and they just, they're seeing me in a completely different way than I see myself of being like, yeah, but you're like doing the thing or you're doing this or you're, you know, you're so smart or you have this you know, figured out or whatever. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know what the hell I have figured out. But then I look at it from their perspective and it's like, wow, they're still kind of stuck in this way of thinking, way of being, way of conditioning. And now I'm at a place where my interpretation of helping people is kind of you know, reaching the hand down, pulling them up and just like shoving them up, you know? So, and I hate to use the term like waking up or like, you know, woke or like all this shit, right? Because like that's not my bag. There's definitely a lot of negative connotation these days associated with the term woke or awakened. Um, But I think there's a lot of validity behind the concept. Um, It is. And if you think, I think if you really understand the concept of of what that is where it's actually you know coming into your own recognizing your own self-worth it's woke yeah. didn't used to be a political term right no. it it used to mean something totally different and i think if you're speaking of it in parameters or what what we're speaking of it in in that self-realization and the self yeah worth and yep. the ownership and the stepping into your light i think that all of those things are completely valid and very important things to be able to facilitate if you can for other people yeah and i think that that's one of the main reasons why we're we're doing this is to be able to shine a light not that our light is any better than anyone else's light but it's kind of like a moth to a flame kind of concept right like yep if we can if we can shine brightly and we can help you to realize oh wait 
I have a flame too. I'm a very, you know, brightly burning candle. Wow. Like, and then they come over and then they, they get their candle you know, magnified by our candles. Like, is it like the prayer candles in church where you like lean over and you, you know, you light one, <laughs> you light and one you from the, the other, thing, and then you well, light it from the other. It's you know, kind of like that. That's a, that's an interesting thought. I think though, um, we should recognize that everybody. It's important to acknowledge anyway that everybody has that light in them, and yes. maybe it's just becomes so dim that they can't see it. Yeah. Um, but again, kind of like the moth to the flame kind of analogy. Like once they start to see. Yes. Oh, this is what light looks like again. Or oh, maybe I've I've dimmed my light for other people or other situations or I've yeah. I've cost myself my radiance in some way shape or form. You know, then awareness is the first is the first step of that and being like, "Oh, okay. I've lost this a little bit or I've lost um connection with that." And if somebody else can show me the path back to that connection to myself, then, you know, I feel that I can burn really brightly as well as, yeah. as I should, right? Yeah. I think that that's really, I think that's really beautiful and really important. So that specific aspect of it is exactly what my empowerment coach kind of goes into the story about. So, and I'll probably fuck it up because like, I remember minor details about it, but Essentially, the idea is there was a golden Buddha statue sometime in the past. Everyone stormed in, and they were afraid, the monks were afraid that they were going to steal the statue. So they took a bunch of clay, and they covered this huge statue in a bunch of clay. So it just looked like a, you know, raggedy kind of statue thing. So once it dried, it stayed like that for a long time. The guys that invaded, they killed everybody, and so the story never got out that they um, covered it up. However many long years later they go, I think it was in the fifties, they went to go like move the statue. And when they were moving it, the clay cracked and they were freaking out. Cause they're like, Oh my God, like we're breaking it, whatever. And when it cracked, it peeled off a piece and there was like this golden statue underneath it that had been covered up for all these years, protected, safe, what have you. And they pull off all the clay and it's like one of the largest golden Buddha statues in the world. So the idea that she relates back to and tells this story multiple times, like in the training, you know, calls and things like that, she's like, this story just resonates. It just works. And I, and the first time she even did it to me on my call when we, oh, I was getting coaching from her and I was like, what the fuck? Like, don't tell me a fucking story. Like I'm here to just, how do I like make money in my business, right? Like that's why I'm here. And she like wants to tell me this stupid story. And I was like, oh my God, you know, so I indulged it and I listened or whatever. And I took it in and she relates it back to like, there's a lot of women who just conditionally, socially, patriarchally are just conditioned to still be stuck in this one place. But the idea of the story is like, you as a human having this experience do the same thing at some point in your life by no fault of your own you're this golden kind of being running around and being free and whatever and as a kid and at some point someone says something to you someone does something to you something happens to you whatever where you no longer feel safe to be that you talk too much you're too loud you're too this you're too that you're too this girls are supposed to do this whatever and I mean women specifically right because like tone it down or don't wear that or what are you saying or any anything 
you said too much. You don't say enough. Like, you're shy. You're too loud. You know, it's all these things. So you start to build these protective layers. And you touched on it earlier, and I wrote it down, of like a topical conversation being those archetypes. Right. So whatever archetype felt safe to you to protect you was like, oh, I'm taking over now. We're going to cover you up, keep you safe. I'll run the fucking show. And then that one runs the show until it can't fucking run the show anymore. And when it stops being able to run the show, that's when that fucking clay starts to come off. And you're like, oh, no, I got this. Remembering who you are, what you are, and being a light. And that idea of, like, you were just protected light. Now that's cracked through. That's shining and not that you're you're blinding other people with it, but you said, like, moth to a flame, right? Like, no, I've actually been able to do this, peel this off. It's scary as hell, and I had to break through a lot of fucking things to do it. And I didn't even know I was trying to break through the things. It was just things that were happening and I reacted to. And now being in a place where you don't have to react to shit, but also coming into that and being able to help other people do that because when you look at somebody then from that perspective and you're saying in conversations that you have like you can tell who's protecting what right you absolutely can and so that's kind of where I've started to put more intention and more magnetism behind is let me walk alongside you while you go through that breaking of the clay off or whatever analogy you want to say, right? Because that makes your world much better, my world much better, the world collectively much better because then you have that many more lights walking around that will go and do their thing, whatever the hell their thing is. I don't care if you want to build fishing poles, if you want to make stickers, if you want to fucking take over the world, whatever. You can't do any of that stuff unless you've come to your own. And I don't have all the fucking answers, but, like, that's just where I'm at right now. And that's how I'm starting to see things. And I'm like, oh, it finally fucking clicked. We had that conversation, my coaching call with her, probably almost a year ago. It just clicked two days ago. So Things will click when they're meant to click, right? Like, we're constantly a sensor or receptacle for the things that come into our brain, the knowledge, the experiences, all the things we have. And our brain will, will filter things how it sees fit. And any information that's coming back or um, now being unfiltered back into your consciousness is exactly when it's supposed to come back to you. Yeah. So I think that that's a really beautiful thing to notice when stuff finally clicks and be like, oh, well, a year ago I wasn't ready to hear this. Or this wasn't useful to me, to the person I was a year ago. Or it didn't ago. even make sense. Yeah. It's not something at that time yeah. that you can comprehend. But when you need mm-hmm. it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to you. And I think – I actually really like that you shared, um, you shared the Buddhist story because – and I was going to speak to this point as well – is that we, we, we do. We get covered up with stuff that doesn't allow our light to shine. And I think as adults – we have a lot of difficulty understanding why we're unsettled or why we feel stuck or mm-hmm. why, you know, life doesn't seem to be going, air quote, our way, right? But I think when you realize that that the reason that you're stuck or having challenges 
a lot of times it comes back to that your your protection that was really helpful for you as a child or as an adolescent or even as a young adult, it, it served you at the time. You needed it, but you don't have to hang on to it any longer. And I think mm-hmm. the letting go of that clay like what you were talking about, letting it crumble away is the key to freeing yourself and allowing your light to shine and and to be infinite in all of your infinity, to take up all of the space, to live with your volume up. I know that I have had a really difficult time letting go of that clay that I inherited as a kid, right, because of my experience growing up and what I have gone through. And, you know, I, I finally realized, and it wasn't too long ago, I'm like, why am I still hanging on to this clay? It is icky. It is old. It is starting to crumble. And yet I'm having so much difficulty in letting this clay just crumble off. Why is it? And I had a very wise woman point out to me that I needed to grieve the person that I was. And the reason I wasn't willing to let go of it is because I hadn't grieved the person or the um or the experience. Been. Yes. What should have been. Yeah. I, I hadn't I hadn't yet grieved and let that go. And she said to me, she's like, once you actually grieve that process and you allow yourself to feel that grief from letting that clay go, you're gonna expand so much, so much more. So I really took that to heart because it hadn't occurred to me that the reason that I was still feeling stuck was because I haven't grieved. I didn't associate the stuckness with the with the grief that needed to be had. I felt like, you know, in order to become unstuck, that I needed to have positive things come, you know, come my way or I needed to experience positive things to get unstuck and when I actually needed to experience grief to yeah. become unstuck. And that was just just mind-blowing game changer for me because I, I didn't realize it. And so since then, started to to really work at, at, at acknowledging and feeling the deep sadness and, and loss that I needed to feel. Lo and behold, I'm shimmying out of, out of the cocoon. Like I'm feeling less stuck. And I, do I still have a ways to go? Sure, I do. Absolutely, I do. There's a lot of grief and a lot of stuff that I've carried with me for a very long time. But what I finally realized and fully embodied was it's okay to set all the baggage down and just walk away without it. Like, I don't need to keep carrying it, right? Yeah. I, I can just, I can, I can set it down and be like, thank you. This is luggage I no longer need anymore. Yeah. And that was a really powerful thing for me to, to actually not just cerebrally process yeah. but somatically Emotions, and yeah. em, you know emotionally and body. embody that yes. shit right yeah. embodying stuff is necessary and it's a much different process than understanding than trying to think through it when you embody something that is truly the only way to process something is by embodying it sitting in the shit pile working through it crying grieving getting angry, whatever you need to do in a safe manner to release, to wiggle out of the cocoon or to just leave the bag, leave the bags there. Yeah. Don't take them with you. Just drop them. Just let them just say, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a really big That's deal. Huge. So I love that. I love that you told that Buddha story. Um, because it really, and I'm glad you actually listened when your coach told you that story because it's a very, it's a very applicable 
it's a very Crystal applicable thing to yeah you should you should tell her um, you know how much it's it's meant to you because I think I think that validation is important for everybody it's important for you to acknowledge that that story finally made sense and when it yeah. made sense and yeah. what it's doing for you and I think it's important to acknowledge to your coach, hey, you know, thank you for sharing that with me because that really has broken something open in my life. This is a really big deal. Thank you for facilitating this for me. Putting gratitude forward in that, in those kind of instances is really important because it's showing, you know, it's showing universal realms that you acknowledge the help that's come your way and you acknowledge the growth that you've been able to have. Mm -hmm. And it, it allows, it sends that message to, yes, please keep helping me in this way. Thank you. Like gratitude out and good things keep coming in. It's a two-way energetic yeah. exchange with that. So that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. I love it. It's good. Join us next time for part two as we continue our conversation about letting go, processing grief, and how to practice detachment by being an observer. Until then, stay effing magical. Ready to create more magic? For additional episodes and insights, go to effinalchemy.com. E-F-F-I-N-A-L-C-H-E-M-Y.com.